went through my message um, the whole time, and I'm not joking, the whole time. And I don't know if Bernie heard it or not. The dog is going, ah, ah. So if I can get a little better response than that today, I'll be happy. And I decided, well, if I can make it all the way through that with him doing that, you, I mean, you could probably throw stuff at me and I'll be good. So uh, we're going to be looking at James 1, verses 2 through 8. Um, so if you want to turn there. Um, several years ago, all my boys played baseball um, when they were in grade school. And I, was, I coached them all three. Well, the, the one season started out and... Uh, we were, the, the two younger boys moved up to the, where the kids actually do their own pitching. So we had this one kid at the first practice, a fairly good athlete, throw the ball pretty decent, so I'm thinking, well, we'll get him on the mound. And he did great in practice, huh? You know, threw the ball hard, fairly consistent, getting the ball across the, the strike zone. And so we started him in the first game. Well, things got pretty rough for him right out of the gate. I mean, he walked some guys, bases loaded, da-da-da, and the other coaches were saying, you know, take him out, you know, get him out. And my thought was to go out on the mound, calm him down a little bit, and uh, let him battle through it a little bit. Well, by the end of the year, and, and by the way, I th I'm pretty sure we lost that game, um, but by the end of the year, this young, this young kid had learned to handle this pressure and the adversity and became a, a, a pretty good pitcher, pitcher for us. Um, that's what I want to look at today is, are we going to take a look at how our faith matures us by going through trials and not avoiding them? So I'm going to read through James 1, 2 through 8, if you want to follow along in your Bibles with me. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously. To all without finding fault, it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is unstable and all they do. Um, so the first thing he says is consider it pure joy. So the first thing I did was I looked up what the definition of joy was. I mean, we all think we know. Well, it's pretty much what I thought. It's a feeling of great happiness. Well, as I, as I got into the commentary um, and how James used it in the original text, um, it says... It, it's a high degree of joy in the sense of full, utter, sheer joy. And to consider these trials as an occasion for full joy. And it also says 
it's not to be mixed with other emotions, such as grief or self-pity. Now, that, that's, the, that's the commentary. So I, I wrestled with this for several days about we, we have grief. I talked to my brother, and he, he was telling me a, uh, that one of his friends he works with found out last Wednesday that he's got a brain tumor and he's got less than a year to live. And I, I'm thinking there's, there's grief, there's sorrow, there's all kinds of emotions that go along with this. Um, I talked to Noah, talked through it a little bit, and, and then I, I looked in the scriptures and I found where Paul talks about his trials in, in 2 Corinthians um, 6, 3 through 9. And he says, we put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in every way, in great endurance, troubles, hardships, distresses, beatings, imprisonments, riots, hard work, sleepless nights, and in hunger, and purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, and in the Holy Spirit and sincere love, and truthful speech, and in power of God, with the weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left hand, through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, yet regarded as impostors, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and yet not killed. And this is where he says, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, poor, yet making many rich, having nothing, yet possessing everything. So there's emotions. But if you see that what Paul, he, it's not the emotions don't, aren't the last word. Um, because he says, always rejoicing and having, and having nothing, yet possessing everything. So, for the, we started a new Sunday school class, what, three weeks ago? And that's about the time I, I knew we, that I was going to be preaching on basically the same thing we're learning in Sunday school. And so every, it seemed like every day I got in my pickup to go somewhere to the office or whatever, whoever was preaching on bot radio was talking about trials and dealing with them. And... I'm wondering, is God preparing me for something, you know, a huge trial in my life? Uh, I don't know. But as, as we talked about this in our Sunday school, one of the guys was talking about a physical trial and sharing, you know, all the things that went along with that. And his question was, where, where's the joy in that? And really, none of us said anything. We didn't answer him. Um, so where, where does our joy come from? Um, our joy comes from the hope that we have in the Lord. Just what Paul was talking about. We possess everything. Um, the promises that are shared in his word. The, the last song we're singing today, I think, is standing on the promises. Is that... Um, 
which is, is so fitting because we have to know what those are. Um, and regardless of our circumstances, that his promises, his, his promise to never leave us or forsake us is still true no matter what we're going through. Um, the other thing, as you know, our joy can, our, our joy can also be affected by our attitude. Um, we, we, if we let circumstances and the trials affect our attitude, we'll find ways to turn that joy into feeling sorry for ourselves and allow the grief to take over. That's where we have to, we have to understand that we, we can't let that happen. We, we can't let the sorrow and, and the grief and to be, to be what drives us. Um, as we learned er earlier, uh, that there's no room for these emotions if we're to experience the sheer utter joy that, that James is talking about. We, we will have the emotions. Um, we just can't let them rob us of the joy and the hope that we have in the Lord. And that's what happens. So um, we, we, we got to keep the proper perspective. Um, for me, it's remembering how God changed my life through his son Jesus. And every time I, I go through one of these and prepare for something, Satan always gets in there and says, um, you know, you're this, you're this, you're this. And then I have to remind myself that the day I gave my life to Christ, I'm not the same person that I was then. And immediately, when I go back and think how God changed my life and remember that as, as truth, all that doubt stuff goes away. Um, so if, if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, there's nothing that can separate us from that. In Romans 8, 38 through 39, um, it says, For I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Satan's going to try to tell us different. The world's going to try to tell us different. There's nothing that can separate us. If we've accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, and that's where our joy comes from. Uh, then he talks about trials. And they come in many different fashions. So what, as I was going through this, I was trying to find some other uh, scriptures that talked about this. In 1 Peter 4, 12 through 13, um, Peter says, Dear friends, do not be surprised by the painful ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. It says, don't be surprised. We're going to be put through things. Life's going to be hard. 
Um, and it's not something that we should, you know, that should catch us off guard. We should know it's coming. Um, the other thing is, is these trials are a necessity for us to grow and develop our faith. And it's during these hard times when we learn to trust God. So back in September, our uh, daughter-in-law, and I, I'm a pretty emotional guy. That's one of the ways God changed me. Um, I used to be tough. Now I'm not. I'm a softie. Uh, our daughter-in-law found out that the brain tumor that she has had in her brain for 20 years <clears throat> started to grow. And they were actually in Bertrand the day she got the call. And <clears throat> obviously she was full of all kinds of emotions, you know, just crying. And I mean, we all were. But I said, you know, let's just stop and pray. And I said, this is when we're going to realize whether we trust God or not is through this tough time. Well, they ended up doing brain surgery on her. They got like 99% of the tumor out, um, which is incredible. Uh, she's doing great. They're going to monitor it. And if it starts to grow, then they'll do radiation or chemo, whatever they decide. And, and that was incredible. But here's the incredible thing. Jenna's faith grew so much. It was, I mean, she, she took trusting God to a whole other level. And uh, it, it's been incredible to see. And so when I got to that, that during these hard times is when we learned to trust God. That's true. Um, but as humans, we can get discouraged by these trials to the point where we wonder, where, where's God in all of this? And sometimes these trials come because of our faith in the Lord. Um, I don't know if anybody in America really understands what persecution is. We may find out before we're gone. But that's who Paul was, or James was writing this letter to, was the, the persecuted Jews that had been scattered throughout all the area, and they were suffering. And he, he's telling them to consider it pure joy when you're being stoned or whatever, whatever form of persecution that they were going through. So here, this last series we went through, um, in the Good Life series, Matthew 5.10 says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of God. That's one of the promises we have to hold on to, is we have the kingdom of God. We're, we're promised that, and that's, that's where our hope comes from. 
In verse 3 it says, you know that the testing develops perseverance. We learn by every trial. We see that every time that Jesus, he's there with us, teaching us to trust him. And it allows our faith to grow. It's about growth in our spiritual lives. And I, I know we don't want to hear that sometimes. Um, but we, we reach that, when we grow, we, we begin to reach a level of maturity that we didn't have before. Um, just like I was talking about my daughter-in-law, you know, she's moved up. And my, my analogy for this is that every time we go through this trial, we, you know, it, well, I'm a construction guy, so ladder comes to my mind. That's how I, we climb. Um, but it's like taking that next step up the ladder. And we learn to, instead of avoiding the trials, we walk through them and rejoice and learn how to persevere, even when it's hard. Romans 5.2 says, And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and then character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That's the other, that's the other part of this is if you have Christ living in you, the Holy Spirit lives in us. And he's walking through these trials with us. He's guiding us, teaching us. And that's another, that is another hope and promise that we can hang, hang on to through these tough times. But you see how the progressing of learning and growing that, you know, the perseverance develops character and the character hope. And this is how we can have the joy because we have hope in Jesus. Um, our hope does not come from this world. Our hope comes from our promise of, to be in heaven with God, His Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit for eternity. Verse 5 says, If we lack wisdom, ask God. He gives generously without finding fault, and we have to be humble enough to ask Him. Humble, that's a hard word for us. We have to be humble. The next hardest part is to actually listen and be willing, if it's not the answer that we don't like, walk through it anyway. Um, if our motives are self-centered and not God-centered, um, he's not going to give us that wisdom. The text talks about being about doubt and being tossed. Uh, around like the waves of the sea. I, my mind works better with the analogy of being all over the board. You know, your thoughts are here, 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 here. And pretty soon, questions of doubt creep in. And that, and, 
I, I probably don't even have to read these off, but here, here's some questions of that of doubt that um, went through my mind. Was, does God really see me? What did I do that God's against me? Is God really able to answer this prayer and get me out of this trouble? Why would God let this happen to me? The, the questions come because we don't really understand who God is. He's not out to get us. He, he does not abandon us. Um, he loves us way more than we can imagine. He loves us so much that he sent a Savior His son, one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me and for you. To purify us from our sins. And how do we get this? John 3.16 says, If you believe in him, you will not perish, but have eternal life. That's our hope. And if you don't, if you don't have Christ in your life, you won't have any idea what the joy and the hope that's promised to us through our Savior. <clears throat> so the eternal life in heaven is why we can endure, why we can persevere these hardships. That, that's our hope. So back, back to my my uh, Baseball analogy. Last year I was at a game. They brought this young man in from about the middle of the game to take over his pitcher. He was struggling. He walked a couple kids, same, same type of scenario. Um, he looks over at his dad, and he was, his dad was the coach, and he said, take me out. I, I couldn't hear him, but I could read what his lips were saying. He says, take me out, take me out. And his dad's telling him, just stay, stay in there. Well, the kid literally dropped the ball on the pitcher's mound and walked off the field. So here's, our, here's the challenge for us. Are you going to drop the ball and walk away from God? Or are we going to learn to lean on him and allow the trials in our lives to... Help us mature our faith and be more like Jesus in how we live our lives. It's, it's, a, it's a huge challenge. And I'm, I'm not up here telling you I got this all figured out because I don't. I've wrestled with this for three weeks now. But I, it's, it's been huge. Um, <clears throat> in just a second, I'm going to have you bow your heads and... I've got some lyrics to a song that I'm going to read to you. I probably could have just read this, and it's like 30 seconds long, and it covers everything I talked about. could have saved us 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But this song is called Desert Road, and I've heard the song several times. But Friday morning, the words to this song just came to life to me. And when I got to work, 
I got on the computer and downloaded them, the, the words. So just bow your heads with me. Listen to this and, and, and just see where this writer takes us. says, I don't want to write this song. I don't want this pain to be my story. I don't want this desert road. Are you sure this is the plan that you have for me? Out here in the dust and clay, God, is there a bigger picture? That's getting hard to see today, but I know that you won't leave me here. I don't know where this is going, but I know who holds my hand. It's not the path that I would have chosen, but I'll follow you to the end. Lord, as long as I'm breathing, I will make your glory known. Even if it means I'm walking on this desert road. You've got my attention now. I was doing the talking, but now I'm listening. This is where my hope is found. Knowing life is hard, but you're still with me. And I'm not out here on my own. You're close to the brokenhearted because you've walked this road. And now you're going to finish what you started. Father, I just pray for, for all of us to continue to walk with you and to lean on you and to trust you. And, and we, when these tough times come, that we would just lean on you and remember your promises and experience that, that full, utter, sheer joy um, with, without letting other things take us over. Um, just so thankful for our church, and Lord, I would just pray that, that each one of us can seek, seek you out and, and know who you are in our lives. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm going to